I just made it a choice that I wanted to be successful. And I, I feel like that's step number one, because if you choose that you're going to be successful, like I said, once you're surrounded by the right people, you'll learn how to be successful. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. All right, everybody, you know what I do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I have quite a young man on my show today who's going to share his story with you all. Um, I, I've never I've met him kind of quickly in person at one of the the events I've been to, but we've never really got to talk, or you know, because this young man's always busy. So, but he's going to share a story with us, everybody. I mean, it's it's just an honor for me to have him here, Zach. What I like my guests to do is introduce yourself to my audience, let them know who you are, what it is you do, and we'll rock and roll. One hundred percent, man, Max. First, I, I want to say, man, it's an honor to be here, and uh, thank you for inviting me on your show. Um, I'm super excited to be here. For for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Zach Sasser, and I am man. I'm I'm just a normal guy, you know. I'm 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 a young entrepreneur, 23 years old. Um, I I, I just got some incredible mentors, in, and I run with some incredible groups. And we have a saying in inside of our group that says your alignment takes precedent over your assignment, which basically means who you do life with is more important than what you do in life. Because once you get surrounded by the right people. You'll do the right things by default. You'll learn the right things. You'll meet the right people. You'll have the right opportunities. And, and, and that's really what happened to me is because of my dad, he, he's been a part of this group for years. And I happened to land an internship through him. Um, so I started off as an intern, started at the absolute bottom, man, absolute, absolute bottom, uh, lowest man on the totem pole in the, in the company. And, uh, ju- man, just really worked my tail end off. Um, and it's, it's led me to some incredible, incredible places. So, um, on top of financially, you know, becoming the top sales producer here, I have incredible, an, an incredible, honestly, I'd say probably unmatchable network at the age of 23 with it, with the connections that I've made, um, the people that I'm surrounded by and dude, it, it really is all due to hard work. And, uh, you know, they say luck is, is prep whenever preparation meets opportunity. And, and that's really what happened for me. Uh, so hard work and luck is is really what I chalk it up to, man. So, man, I, I'm super excited to be here and to to shed some light and and hopefully share some value with with your audience, uh, Max. So thank thank you for having me. I I appreciate it, right? And and the reason I wanted you to come on because like in my field, right? You see guys your age, the guys I'm dealing with or the clientele I'm dealing with, right? They're dealing with a major struggle, right? Addiction, right? And I kind of want to show the opposite end of that, right? This I've seen Zach since day one, right? When, yeah, he was the bottom of the totem pole, right? And this kid knows how to work. And I I don't mean that in a bad way because just I'm 55, right? I'm a grandpa. So he's like a youngin to me, right? But this young man has worked his tail off and I wanted to bring him onto the show, right? So he could show the other young people what hard work looks like and what it can do for you. And this guy... Like he don't quit. There's like no quit in this guy's vocabulary. And because like he said, right in the group that we belong to, right? There's a lot of people that are just, as you know, Zach, right? Amazing human beings, right? Because like I've been in the room and I'm just looking around going like, 
even me, sometimes I look around going, wow, I'm lucky to be in this room. 100%. Right. But like you said, like proximity, right? Being around the right people is huge. It's like you have to, right? Okay. Like in my case, right? When I was in my addiction, the more I surrounded myself with drug addicts and gang members and stuff like that, right? The more I became one of them, right? And then when I got sober and then I started hanging around sober people, then obviously I'm like, next month I'll celebrate 20 years clean and sober, right? Congratulations, brother. Thank you. But it was in my recovery is where I first started to hear like some of the stuff we talk about in our group, right? In Apex and and personal development, right? Like if I'm going to be a millionaire, I got to hang around five that have already gone before me, right? And if I hang around those five, I can probably guarantee I'll be the six, right? Because you said it clearly, like if I start learning what they're doing, right? I'm going to start doing the right thing. I'm going to start learning how their habits got them to where they're at, right? And we know everybody's different, but Zach, I want you to tell my audience. So like when you were like, this is hard for me because a lot of my guests have been like close to my age or are older, right? But tell them what it was like to have your dad in, in the group. And then like, what drove you to go? Because you know, kids, most kids your age still today are playing. They're stuck in the house playing Xbox. When Zach's out here, he's busted his butt to to make a living and you know to leave a dent on the world which you're doing like all of us in apex could if you ever heard anybody no one's ever talked ill of zach because this kid works his butt off so tell them what drove you to be like that like just you know give them an uh, an insider view from your standpoint like what it what you wanted and how early did that start when you said i'm going to be the best i can be and i'm going to go work for stuman or whoever you know what i mean one hundred percent, man. So, so for those of you that don't know, I, I work for this group called Apex, and and Maxi, he's been a member for years. Basically, what Apex is is it's a a business mastermind coaching program. If if I had to sum it up in in one sentence, and these are extremely successful entrepreneurs coming to this group to to become better. So these are people that are already successful. They're they're already making six figures, running seven figure, eight figure, nine figure businesses, and they want to do better. They want to become a better husband, a better wife. They want to become a better friend, uh, uh, invest their money better, grow their businesses. So that these are the elite wanting to become even more elite. So, so there's this thing out there called imposter syndrome. And basically, Max kind of hit on it is you go into this room of these super successful business owners and you're like, man, I, I have a successful business, but I don't, I don't know how I got there. Like, I, I, I don't feel like I belong in this room. Um, and that's what a lot of our members deal with is, is imposter syndrome. But I'll, I'll say this, it, it's never the imposters that feel like imposters. It's always the real motherfuckers that feel like imposters. The imposters, they, they always feel real. The real people, they're the ones that feel like imposters. So I, I, I think that's good if, if you're feeling imposter syndrome first off. Secondly, um, our members, grown adults with successful businesses go in there and feel like imposters. Whenever I started, I was a 19-year-old intern. I, I was in college. I was I just joined a fraternity. I was still living in the frat house and I was coming to these, these rooms and, and, you know, being surrounded by these, these people. And I was like, man, I've, I haven't accomplished anything. And I, I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome, but one thing that, that really set me apart. And I, I think it's one of the, the biggest keys to my success is I, I just made it a choice that I wanted to be successful. And I, I feel like that's step number one, because if you choose that you're going to be successful, like I said, once you're surrounded by the right people, You'll learn how to be successful. You'll learn the mistakes that you're making. You'll you'll course correct. You'll you'll be able to get yourself back on the right path. Yeah. But making that choice is, is really step number one. Um, so I made I'm I made that choice and 
I'm not self-made. I hate, I hate the idea of self-made I'm, I'm, because so many people helped me along the way. But at the same time, nobody told me exactly what to do. At some point, I had to take a level of responsibility and say, hey, if this is something that I want, I'm going to have to figure it out. You know, I'm, I, I, I don't know how to talk to these super successful business owners. I don't know how to sell them into the program. I, I don't know how to do any of that, but I'll, I'll figure it out because, I, like I said, I, I chose that I wanted to be success, successful. Um, so step number one, I, I, I made the decision that I wanted it. And once I make a decision, man, that there's really no stopping me. Um, I, I guess I'm addicted to stuff too. I'm, I'm addicted to hard work and success. Yeah. Um, so once, once I made that decision, it, it was, it was, man, I, I wanted to be the hardest worker in the room. So as an intern, my responsibility wasn't sales. I, I was, Hey, go get coffee. Not literally, but figuratively, like, like scrub the toilets. Basically I was right. doing the, the little stuff that, that people didn't feel like they, they needed to do. Um, I wanted to be the hardest worker in the room. So I, I was first one showing up, last one leaving. Um, I would talk to these people and I would run them through demonstrations, basically teaching them how to use one of our softwares. And when it, I would just ask questions, I'd be like, hey, you know, I, so I actually didn't even start with Apex. Um, I, I know this is a little ticky tacky, but I was with the sister company. So I would, I would be doing demonstrations for the software and I would say, hey, have you ever thought about this other program, Apex? And they would say, man, I've thought about it. I don't know much about it. So I would, I would lay those sales up to the other sales reps and I would actually start making sales that way. Um, so that's how I got my lead into sales was I, I did the work before I even got compensated for it or before, before anybody expected anything from me. And I feel like that's such a huge hack is when, when it, I, I just simply over delivered because the, 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 um, standard was set so low. They didn't expect me to make sales. So whenever I made one, it was like, Oh, Look at this little intern, this 20 year old intern at the time. He's <laughs> right. making sales. So, um, just over delivering on, on everything, man. As far as when, when I made, when I made the choice to be, you know, commit to excellence is, is really, really the, the way I explain it. Um, I, I've, I've always kind of been that way. And, and I think it has to do with the way that I was raised. I, I grew up in, in a family of four boys. I, I was one of four boys. And man, we had some good years, but we also had some, some really bad years too. Um, and I, I was just listening to a book called buy back your time by Dan Martell. And he was talking about this. He was talking about how nine out of 10, I, I think he said nine out of 10 entrepreneurs. It might've been eight out of 10, nine out of 10 entrepreneurs went through hardships like that. Like they, they had to take care of the kid or, or take care of their siblings or something like that. Right. And how that correlates to, to entrepreneurship is you're always a problem solver. So going through that, that those stresses, which is really what they are at a young age, is what correlates to you whenever you're an entrepreneur, you're, you can thrive in, in the chaos, which is really what it is whenever you're an entrepreneur. It's a lot of chaos. Um, so I, I think it started at a young age. Um, I always did really good in school. I, I thought that was going to translate to me being an engineer. Um, about 15 years old, 14 years old, I was in all advanced classes in high school and just really had just a mental breakdown. And um, my dad was like, man, what? Why are you doing this? Why, you know, why are you putting all this stress on yourself? Like, like you're in middle school. It was, it was, I was 13 or 14. You're, you're in eighth right. grade middle school. And like, you're sitting at the kitchen table doing algebra for five hours. You were just at school for eight hours. Like, like, what are you doing this for? And that, that's really whenever it clicked for me that, and I started to see the possibilities of like entrepreneurship where I could still exercise problem solving and, you know, solving problems and that sort of stuff, hard work, getting paid for, for the, for the amount of work that you put in. Um, but not not necessarily being capped, not necessarily having a salary being capped at that. Um, so, man, it, it really started at a young age for me. That's awesome, right? And because when I uh, air this, I I want 
the younger audience to understand, right? It doesn't matter. Like being an entrepreneur, as you and I know, right? And we've seen it, right? It can be, it's not for the, I always like to say it's not for the faint of heart because it is sometimes crazy. Like you'll have really good years, good days. And then there's days it seems like what could go wrong will go wrong, right? And you're just all about scrambling. But it's a good parallel to life, right? Whether you're 23 years old or like 55, like me, right? You're going to get what you put into it, right? So if you work hard, right? And you um, do the things you're supposed to do, right? And you have some core values, right? And you, there's this, there's no roof, there's no ceiling. Like, like, cause like I said, it's such an honor to have you here because you're such a young and motivated dude that I was like, I got to get Zach on here. So my youngsters that hear this, maybe my kids, my grandkids, whoever, right? Goes, man, I want to be like Zach because Zach, he will go above and beyond and over deliver. And I've heard that from everybody I've come across. Right. And I've seen your posts and the people you've talked to and how, I mean, like all of apex is super proud of you because you just, you put in the work, right? Like they say, we do the work all the time. Right. And we do, uh, we do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. Right. That's a, you know, a lot of the, the G code that we live by, right. And the people we hang out with. So it's an honor to have you here. And, and it's good and it's refreshing for me, right? Because in my field of work, right, most of the time I'm dealing with kids your age, they're struggling, right? They're, they're, they don't have like a dream like you do or have vision or goals that they're going to accomplish, right? Because along the way they got derailed, right? So I'm hoping that when they hear this, right, they can say, oh, I can get my life back on track. Look what Zach's doing. Right. Because there's a lot of us that look up to you, Zach, and we may be older, but you're you're setting a precedence for like hard work, getting the job done and and taking care of the people that you promised to take care of. Right. Because I've seen posts with you and your brother uh, and stuff like that. I've, and I've seen you having fun with Ryan and everybody. So. You make this decision, right? Um, and you're like, you haven't gone to college, right? Like you said, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to. Pursue right. my career, correct? Correct. Right. So, so I, I, I was 50-50 on college. Like like I said, I wanted to be an engineer. So college was in the plans until I was about 14 when it, whenever I had that mental breakdown. After that, it, it was kind of 50-50. Um, I, like I said, I always did good in school. So I, I still took like dual credit college classes while in high school. Um, so that actually, I, I got to senior year and I was still unsure. And I looked back and I was like, hey, I, I already have almost about one year of college credits knocked out. I got a scholarship half paid. So, so maybe I just go. Um, and plus my, my dad. So I, I told you we had good years and we had bad years. My, my dad was always in sales or business ownership. And it's, it's exactly like you said, Max, good years, bad years. Um, so he said, man, if, if I would have had a college degree on those bad years, it would have just made it a little bit easier. Maybe I could go get a job, $40,000 per year or something like that, just to get through, you know, get through Christmas or something like right. that. Um, so I, I ended up deciding to go to college. And uh, man, really excited that I did. Not so much for the degree. I actually still don't have my degree. Um, so I, I I walked the stage. I graduated technically, but I needed to take three more classes that summer, just test out of some electives. And I tested out of one. Just got. I don't want. I don't even want to make an excuse. I didn't get too busy. I just chose not to do the other two. So I still don't have the degree. Um, but going to college, man, I, I bet I met some of the best friends. Some of my best friends. Um, learn a ton about me, you know, learn a ton about Zach and, you know, just, just kind of going out into the world on your own. Um, so any, anybody that's, I'll say this, man, if you go to college, you'll probably be happy you did. If you don't, you'll probably be happy you did like e either choice. I, it was such a hard decision 
And looking back, I would have been fine either way. Um, but I chose to go, met some great people. I'm sure if, if I didn't go, I probably would have met great people somewhere else. But um, I chose to go, still don't have my degree, but um, it, it was a great experience for me. Well, and that's the thing, right? You had a great experience. Whether you choose to go back and go get your degree, right? You met those people, like you said, some of your closest friends, right? Which has led to where you are today. And now you're meeting just absolutely amazing people, right? I'm talking from entourage up to executives, right? Like all the people. Because I remember when I went to my first event, it was just like, I was just more in wow and how this and this whole big room we're in, right? Like, and everybody's hugging and high-fiving and just the vibe of the people. Like, no one thought anybody was better than anyone. You know what I mean? And that's why I've stuck around the group and, and, and stuck with it because of the people, right? Because it doesn't matter if it's another, say, an entourage or another uh, entrepreneur or executive. Everybody's willing to help. And that's what I... It's like one big family, right, that I have found, right? Like, nobody... Right. Everybody, the only problem, everybody, they wish they had more time to help more people. Right. But we only have so many hours right. in a day. Right. Yes, so, you know, to, I want you to talk to the audience about like some of the challenges. Right. Because, you know, when you come in as an intern, you know, like it's hard not to. But, you know, in your head, you're going, I'm going to get all the shit jobs. Right. But I know you, you probably said no matter what the job is, I'm going to be the best at it. So kind of explain how that's gone for you. Man, so so yeah, so the shit jobs, but also one thing that I noticed was a lot of people that that were in my position. So I I work for Ryan Stuman and he expects excellence. We yeah. I like that's one thing that we pride ourselves in is hey, we do the work. You know, we're we're, we're we don't have to be perfect, but we're going to do the work, and we're going to be we're going to become perfect eventually, um, or pretty damn close to it. So I, I saw a lot of people that were in my position that maybe they came in for a couple of weeks and then they were gone, or maybe they came in for a couple of months and they were gone. So that was one thing I was like, dude, I. I don't want to get fired. Like I, I just want to earn my spot. I want to earn a seat at the table. Um, so, dude, that that was probably number one. Like, like just having that mindset, that almost constant fear of, you know, hey, I don't want to get fired. Um, so I had that fire underneath, underneath me the the entire time. Like, hey, you know, don't do the work. You know, let let's let's make an impression. Um, so that was probably struggle number one. I I used I channeled that energy in the best most positive way that I could, and I believe it made me a better person. Um, so that was number one. Number two was probably learning, learning how to communicate with with our our clients. And I I think the best way you can do that is really just through experience. So experience, reading books, you know, seeking out knowledge in different podcasts. Um, so I would go to Ryan's blogs and I would just read blog after blog. I would go to his YouTube video and I would just read uh, or or listen to YouTube videos all night long, just listening to sales, listening to marketing, learning how to speak the language of the entrepreneur. And the business owner because that that's who we're dealing with um once i got to that point i i started to deal with a lot of imposter syndrome so i started to get some wins under my belt um and felt like i i didn't deserve the wins and i did you know the, the wins don't happen like i said luck occurs when preparation meets opportunity um i i started to break out of the status quo i had a lot of my my college friends you know saying uh, so, so one thing we're big on is like posting on social media. We have to make a Facebook post every single day. And obviously, I don't want to post about you know like like frat parties or anything like that. Um, <laughs> right. I started posting about business stuff. I, I started posting about like lessons I was learning in books. And a lot of people, friends, started commenting, "Oh, who do you think you are?" That sort of stuff. So like crabs in a bucket mentality. Whenever a crab tries to escape a bucket, they start crab grabbing them down and and trying to pull them back to to normal. Um, and the reason that happens, I'll I'll tell you this. <laughs> The reason crabs in a bucket mentality happens 
is because if one crab breaks out of a bucket, then it proves to the other crabs that they could have broke out too. They just chose not to. Right. I love that. It proves. So, so if, if, if I'm hanging around a bunch of college kids and I get a six figure job, if I go and start as an intern, become a, a top sales producer, it, it, they no longer have an excuse as to why they can't do it anymore. And that makes them feel inferior. That makes them feel like, like they're not enough which I'm not saying that they aren't, they, they have the same opportunity to do it. Everybody's on different timelines. Like maybe they're going to do it eventually, but that's why they start hating. That's so it don't, one thing I learned was you can't take that personal because that's all it is. Um, so that was, that was another thing I, I struggled with, lost a lot of my friends. They started talking, you know, all this sort of stuff, but crazy what happens whenever you lose some friends, you find some new ones. So crazy how that happens. Well, and that's crazy though, right? Because you become successful and you, you know, I mean, you gotta, I mean, agree with me or not, but like in your head, you're like, if I become successful, my friends, maybe they'll join the, you know, the crowd and go like, Hey, Zach's leading the way. Let's do what Zach's doing. But as you said, sometimes we find out that these people get pissed off and then they want to do everything in their power to bring you down because you are busting your butt and you are starting to make a mark in your life. Right. And you're, and you're becoming successful and right. But I also look at it because, you know, when they look in the mirror, they're like, damn, I'm not doing anything that Zach's doing. So I'm going to take it out on him. Right. I'm not studying up. I'm not working hard. Right. And he's passing me up. And we were just at the same place yesterday. Right. But you know what I mean? And that's what the struggle is with with anything in life. Right. Then when you start becoming good at it. Right. And the people that you hang out with, either they support you or they start stock talking smack because they're jealous because you're but it's like i know you've probably told your friends hey man here's what i'm doing like you can do it too right and then they choose not to but they choose to talk smack and and get mad at you and then go oh I'll see you zach man I, i've even hired someone underneath me to give them the same opportunity that i i did actually even better they started on salary i was on hourly um and you I, they, they always say you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink and, and that's really what it is and it, it it sucks, man. Especially whenever they start start talking trash. Um, but but I I don't want to say I get it because I don't think like that. You know, I'm I'm not a scared. I, I don't have a scarcity mindset. I have an abundant mindset. But it, it makes sense the the way that they're thinking because really what you are at that point is you're you're the pers the personification of their lack of drive, ambition, work ethic, and and discipline. Really is what it is. Um, so they look at you and it's not, man. I'm happy for your success. It's man, I see your success. I know I'm capable of it too. For whatever reason, I just I'm I'm not driven. I'm not ambitious. I, I don't have the discipline. What they they there's tons of excuses they can make, but that's really what it comes down to is you're the personification of all of their excuses that they can't overcome. Absolutely. And it drives them crazy. Because they want a lot of people want things to come to them easy, but I forgot, like in my recovery, like I I relate being an entrepreneur to being sober, right? Like I had to do the work. If you know what I mean? Like I wasn't just going to wave a magic wand and go, oh, yo, now I'm sober now, right? Life's going to be good. Right. And I trust me, I've had some struggles. I probably had tougher struggles in sobriety and being sober than I did when I was out there. If you know what I mean? Losing family members, losing a grandbaby, almost losing my son. Right. But one thing that I've learned by being a part of this group, and like you said, the people that I choose to surround myself with, I wasn't about ready to quit on myself, right? And if people didn't like it, tough shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to 
and one, my legacy is to leave to my kids and my grandkids, my great grandkids, right? Not only was I successful, but the work ethic, right? Like grandpa never quit. Like that guy never said, he never came into the house and said, I'm done. I quit. Right. That's the kind of stuff. And I want to show my kids and my grandkids, right? What it looks like to be successful. Right. And everybody has their own version of success. But like me being here with you to me is successful. Right. I got Zach Sasser on my Mm -hmm. podcast. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about business and life. And he's going to show the younger generation that, you know what, it doesn't matter. He's even going to show the older generation. Right. The ones that I know that are my age at wine. And, you know, like you said, take a look at Zach and go, oh, I'm pissed off because he's doing everything I want to do, but I'm not doing it. So I'm going to get mad at Zach. Right. But it's up to us to show the world. Right. A little hard work goes a long way, but we're all in a a lot of hard work so we can keep going farther. And right. We're all about helping others. But, um, you know, in this journey we call life. Right. Like, I think being an entrepreneur is perfect. Right. Because it shows us um, like everything isn't peaches and creams and unicorns, if you know what I mean. Like you're going to run into some tough stuff. So, like, what do you do today, Zach? Like when things get tough, things aren't going your way and you're just like, I know you don't want to go, I quit, but like, what are the things that you do when you're getting frustrated that put you back on track to, to, you know, so you know that you're still going after your why, you know, your how's there. And what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself on track when you feel like you're getting off track? Man, I I think that's a great question because it's it's so easy for people to think oh it's you know everything's rainbows and butterflies but like like stuff's gonna happen and and that's really what that's that's what success is is being able to overcome that adversity so stuff's gonna happen um so i I love that you asked that first max um secondly man some of the some of the biggest keys for me are the stuff that grounds me um so for example is is working out i think that's number one If, if i'm having a terrible day Usually I work out in the morning. If if I don't work out in the morning, I'm probably gonna have a bad day. Uh, so I work out in the morning. Usually I'm having a good day. Stuff happens, um, and I don't even like the, the the word bad day. Like I, I don't believe in bad days. Like there's bad moments in days, but yeah. you can't chalk up the entire day as a, as a bad day. Right. Um, so if I'm having bad moments in a day, and it's you know lingering. It's it's causing a chain reaction or something like that. I'm gonna just go get another workout. You know, maybe it's a run. Maybe it's just simply going outside barefoot or something like that. Maybe it's go lift lift weights, you know, go box or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get a workout in because I I feel like that physical is yeah it's physical, but more more so for me it's it's more mental for me. Just being able to be in my own element. Um, I I, I think there's got to be something scientific behind like lifting heavy weights or boxing or something like that. Um, releasing it, it's got to release some hormones or something like that because it you you never leave the gym upset. No, prove me wrong. I've I've never left the gym upset. Um, so that's number one. Number two, my family, man. Um, I love hanging out with my family. So if, if I'm having a bad day or something, once again, not a bad day. If I'm having bad moments or something like right. that, I'm gonna go hang out with my family. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go hang out with my nephews, my brothers, my mom, my dad, my girlfriend, something like that. I'm, I'm gonna get my mind off of it and just kind of remind me, you know, hey, life isn't all business. I love business and I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm, I'm addicted to it. But it's it's not all business. Like whenever I die, I don't want people to say, "Man, Zach was a great marketer. Zach was a great sales rep. Zach had Zach had so much money. He was so smart with investments." If if they say that, then I live life wrong. Like if they don't get up and in my obituary doesn't say, "Man, Zach was a great great husband, great father, great brother, great great son, great 
like leader, like he impacted so many lives. He, he helped me with this. He helped me with this. You know, he changed my life. If, if that's not what my obituary says, if it says, oh, he was a hard worker, I failed in life, like, like big time. Um, so I, I, I think big picture, another thing that helps me a lot is probably journaling. Um, between those three things, working out, family, and honestly, just, just kind of talking to myself. I know it sounds weird, but like journaling or something like that. Um, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just able to, to, to release the contents of my brain, put it on a piece of paper, uh, go talk to my family, kind of work through things out or just go to the gym and just kind of like realize, Hey, it's really not that big of a deal anyways. Um, th- dude, those are like my keys to success. Absolutely. Right. And, and I like what you said, right? There's no such thing as a bad day, but for me, a bad day would be me going and using or drinking again. Right. Cause that's a bad day, but I have bad moments, right. And we can get through them. But I like what you said, because one thing my sponsor, my mentor taught me was to journal, right? Uh, He started me on a gratitude journal that I've been doing for almost 20 years, right? So that's why I don't get depressed. Yeah, I have my moments, but you're right. Here's the thing about exercise, whether it's running, lifting weights, or exercise in general, right? It's the best antidepressant on this earth. Because science has proven when you go exercise, it reach, it releases those natural endorphins that make you go, damn, I feel pretty good. Like, I feel good, right? And uh, and that's what was always taught to me when I first got sober, right? I suffered from depression, especially my fifth year, really bad, right? And then I was taught, like, go exercise. Start with walking, whatever. Go start lifting weights again. And then now I've been off medication for almost four years and I feel better than ever because, right, if I can't lift the way I used to do, like when I was younger, your age, right, I used to lift heavy. And so now I'm all into these kettlebells, right? And I'm telling I'm telling you half hour, 45 minutes of some hardcore kettlebell workouts. I am I feel too good to be in a bad mood, but I'm also too tired to feel in a bad mood, right? Well, but what happens is like, you know, we're taught in our group, right? It's all, you know, we got to work on our group, um, financial, spiritual, and, you know, physical fitness and getting healthy. And and that's what I try to teach the clients, right? And whether it's in the job I do at a treatment center or in my private practice, I'm always trying to incorporate that mind, body, spirit, right? So the body, it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, are you, are you watching the news when you get home from work for an hour a day? Or what can you do to, you know... Because as you know, we watch the news. That can be pretty depressing, at least to me. I, just so many, it's such BS, whatever's going out in the world. But you know, I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. See, and I haven't either, right? I'd rather go take time and go hang out with my grandkids, go for a walk with my wife, or right, than sit on my butt and go watch news, right? Because if I do that, it's not going to lead me to the place like where I'm at today, where I'm having this you know, great conversation with Zach Sasser from Apex, and he's given us our version of right? What he does to stay focused, to stay on top of things and stuff like that. Right. And I love it. Right. Cause you're right. Like some, I'm, I'm up and down when it comes to the times of working out. Sometimes I do great in the morning, right? Like, yeah, I'll be up at five. I'll be out in the garage by five 30. And then there's days it's like, no, I got too much to do, but then I'll go in the evening. But see, then the evenings tell me, this is what they tell me. You're dumb because now you're sweating your ass off. Cause it's hotter than <laughs> Right. And maybe it's because I had to. Right. But you know what I mean? But it's all in the end. It's good. As long as I get my body moving at 55. Right. Like, I'm sorry to say, but I've seen people at my age at 55 and they just, you know, I'm in pretty good shape compared to some of the 55 year olds that I know. Right. Uh, except in our group, there's some pretty 
pretty buff dudes in our group. At Shit, I, I wanted to guess you're 55, man. Yeah, I'm, I just turned 55 this year, right? So, but this has been great. So now I'm going to start asking you my questions that I like to ask specifically, That's right? Cool. So I wrote a book, right? It's kind of like an autobiography from my time in addiction into recovery. And I called it Fearless Happiness, as you can see, right? Knowing, okay, so let's start with fearless. Let me go backwards. So let me start with fearless. What does fearless mean to you, Zach? And how does that show up in our in your life? Especially knowing that we're never really truly going to be fearless. But what does that mean to you when I say, hey, Zach, what does fearless mean to you? Man, so so I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head just now. We're, I, I don't I don't believe in in fearless. Um, I think I think there's always going to be fear there. It's it's just simply being able to overcome that fear because all all fear is is letting you know there's something dangerous around. Like like if 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 for example you're you're in the boxing ring and you you should feel fear. You 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 should feel scared because there there's somebody in the in the ring that wants to knock your head off. Like <laughs> if, if people, if people right. feel something like that. That that's animal instincts. That's like, hey, something's trying to like kill me right now. You should feel that fear, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't face it because that's whenever you're a coward. Um, there's always going to be fear there. You just need to learn how how to how to how to sit with fear. How to sit with with fear? It's over here in the back corner of this room because there's somebody trying to knock your head off. There's you know you're trying to to do something that that's worth a damn out in this world, and it's scary. There it's going to be scary. There's going to be fear involved. But it, you can't be, you can't face fear or you can't be brave if you don't have an opportunity to be brave. So what that means is, is you can't be courageous. You can't be brave if there's something that is not extremely hard in front of you because you have to overcome that in order to be considered brave. Right. Because you, you can't just simply be brave if you never have to deal with anything that's scary or anything that you're scared of. You have to have something that that gives you the opportunity in order to feel scared, in order to be brave to overcome that. Um, so, as, man, as far as fearless, I, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I I answered this the completely wrong way, but I, I think there's always going to be fear there, and just overcoming it and being able to sit with that and and you know overcome it regardless. Th that's how I deal with it, man. Honestly, absolutely. No, there's no right or wrong way, right? But this is right. We all we all experience fear. Like when I started this podcast, right and um, you know, I had the fear, like, what if people tell me, no, I don't want to be on you uh, to an ask <laughs> when I reached out to you, I go, what if Zach says, no, I'm going to be butthurt. Like, how can he tell me? No, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, we all go through stuff like that. Right. Like, and trust me, I've had some really cool guests on here, like yourself, where right before I start getting a little sweaty, I'm like, okay, what if I can't talk? What if I freeze like that? <laughs> that Senator did on TV. And all of a sudden they like, Max, your guest is on. Say something, right? <laughs> and I'm like, right? Um, but like you said, what I have learned, you know, in my recovery and life in general, becoming an entrepreneur and being a part of Apex is I do it whether I'm scared shitless or not. I'm going to do it, right? Because here's the thing. I'm going to learn something if I do it. And if I fail, so what? I'm going to fail forward. And right? And then if... People are more likely to help you when they see you trying, even if you fail, than if you were never around or trying, if you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden you raise your hand. Hey, I need your help. Right. People look like, where'd you come from? And yep. that's at least what I've been experiencing. Right. So I've learned to put myself out there. Um, I'm trying to hone, you know, my craft as being a podcast host and getting amazing guests like yourself. Right. Despite sometimes having that pucker factor, like, 
I don't want to do this, right? Like today's a, not a good day. I don't want to do this. But um, I love that answer, right? So there is no wrong or right. But that one, I'll tell you, Zach, right, has been like the majority of the answers I get from my guests, right? It's doing the things despite your fear, right? Because you never know, like then you're going to regret if you don't do something because you were too afraid to do it. I, and trust me, I've had that from the past, right? Like where I'm like, damn, I wish I did that. Um, so, you know, you're showing me by your leadership, right? How that works. And, and, and thank you for that. So then my next question, right, is part of my uh, title is happiness. I put a Y in there, right? And some people have asked me, you know, you spelt that wrong. I said, yeah, I know I did it on purpose, right? <laughs> there's a reason I put a Y. Happiness. Right. There's there's a reason I put the why there. So knowing I put the why there, what does happiness mean to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Yeah, man. So so first off, I want to say they, they never seen the pursuit of happiness. They they don't know they they misspelled it in that that movie too. Yeah, they forget. They always forget. <laughs> they just look at me and they go, You spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man. So so what happiness to me means is that there's this poem out there called The Man in the Mirror. And whenever I joined my fraternity, a lot of people look at fraternities as like, oh, you know, they're, they're drinking and they're, they're just dumb college boys. And I'm going to be honest, that, that's how I viewed it, too. And that's why I didn't join it my freshman years, because that, that's what I thought it was. Um, long story short, I, I decided to join after I met some of the guys and, and I realized, you know, kind, kind of what, what it actually stands for. I, I joined Sigma Chi and they, they, they put you through. Um, a lot of literature and a lot of stuff that you have to memorize it. And there's this poem out there called The Man in the Mirror. And it talks about at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you have to look at yourself in the in, you know, the man in the mirror. That's the only person whose judgment matters. You know, we think that our mom our mom matters, our dad, you know, opinion matters, our our brothers, all these people looking at us, you know, I'm on a podcast with you. We we think our opinions matters, but at the end of the day, the only person we have to answer to is that that man in the mirror. And to me, happiness is being able to look that man in the mirror and in every aspect of my life, just being happy with, I, I guess you can't answer a definition with, with using the word, but but being proud of myself in all aspects of my life, um, my mindset, my health, my work, you know, finances, the people that I'm surrounded by, my family, my faith. Every aspect of my life, being being proud of myself in in every aspect of my life, I I think that's what causes me happiness because you, I don't think happiness is is um, probably scientifically it's an emotion, but I don't think it's an emotion. I, I think it's more of a discipline because if if you're disciplined in all aspects of your life, you're going to feel happy eventually. Right. You may not feel like it in the moment, but if if you do it and and you you focus on your family, you focus on your faith, you you do what's right even whenever you don't feel like it. Eventually, you're going to feel happy, whether it's now or later, whether it's later or whatever. Um, so to me, man, happiness is, is being able to look myself in the mirror and being proud of, of what I do in every aspect of my life. I love it because that's basically mine, too. If I can look at the guy in the mirror and I can smile, I'm happy. Right. Because then, right, because there was a time I tell you, Zach, in my life where I avoided the mirror at all costs. Right. Even when I was showering, I do everything in the shower. Right. Because I knew the steam was going to cause it to fog up and that way I wouldn't have to see it. Right. But today I can look in the mirror and I can smile back at the guy that I see and be happy. Right. Even when I don't accomplish something, right. Cause I can look at myself and go, I like you can and go, I gave my best. Maybe it's not the time right now, or here's what I need to learn and twist. You know, I need to tweak it so I can accomplish what I need to accomplish. So that's, 
That's awesome. So this leads me into this, right, Zach? So people now know that you uh, work at Apex, right? So if people want to get a hold of you, right, or just reach out to you to ask you questions, right, because they were so impressed with you, how can they get a hold of you? Or if they want to sign up for Apex, how, how, where do they get a hold of you or where do they talk to you? Yeah, man. So, so the best way to, to get a hold of me, I'm, I'm most active on, on two social media platforms. So it's going to be Facebook and Instagram. Um, so Facebook, my username is going to be facebook.com forward slash real Zach Sasser. And then my Instagram is going to be Sasser at Sasser 21. Um, so those are great places to, to message me. I also, I, I have a book out as well, Max. Um, so it's on Amazon. It's called Young Closer. Um, so feel free to grab my book. It's, it's $7. I, I'm, I'm not trying to make money from it. I'm really just trying to help as many people as possible. And uh, like I said, I've, I've, I've been in some incredible rooms. And the, the best way I know how to do that is to pack up all that knowledge and give it away in a $7 book. So um, Young Closer on Amazon and then Facebook, Instagram. And guys, please don't be afraid to reach out. I, I would love to connect with as many people as possible. And uh, if, if there's you know anything that I can help y'all with, any advice that y'all have on you know, for me on being on here or questions or anything like that, I'd, I'd love to help and, and be a resource any way possible. So uh, feel free to reach out. That's awesome. And I apologize, uh, Zach. I, I knew you wrote a book, but it's sli- I was so excited to get you on oh here. I God. totally forgot that <laughs> you guys got to get his book on Amazon, right? Especially young folks, right? That are just getting started, whether it's in sales or just even working. And this man, I'm telling you, he's like he says, he does. He hangs around such amazing people. He's and I know he's like a sponge, right? Like I'd love to be on like a fly on the wall in some of the rooms you've been in, right? And just kind of soak everything up. So as you heard him, everybody, I mean, this guy is he's determined. He's he's compassionate, like compassionate about what he does. He's he's just the guy's an awesome human being. I've been watching him ever since he came into Apex. I think shortly after I did, uh, is when you started working. You know, and and like I said, I this guy is the limit for this young man, and he's 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 a he's a role model for all of us. It doesn't matter our age. He just because he's such a hard worker and he cares a lot about the people that he serves. So I appreciate you being here, Zach. But there's one last question I ask all my guests, right? One last one that I ask every guest of mine, and I think it's important that I ask you is, what is one piece of advice you could give my audience? to help them grow as a human being and help them become better people. Man, so I'm, I'm going to follow a theme that, that we've talked about the entire podcast, and I'm going to say get surrounded by the right people. Um, you kind of you kind of hit on on the, the nail on the head, Max, saying, hey, when, whenever you were a drug addict, you were hanging out with drug addicts. Uh, whenever you're a gang member, you're hanging out with gang members. But the opposite is true, too. When, whenever, you're hang, whenever you're sober, you're going to be hanging out with sober people. Or it can be a reverse effect. If you want to, if you want to get sobriety, start hanging out with more sober people. If you want to become successful in business, get surrounded by successful businessmen. If you want to be happy and, and be a happy family man, get surrounded by some happy family men um, or women. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sexist. I, I promise. Um, <laughs> but get surrounded by the right people because it's, it's like I said. Once you get surrounded by the right people, everything else kind of finds a way to, to, to fall in line. So. Um, focus on the input and, and you'll get the output. Focus on getting surrounded by the right people and you'll get the same result that they have They have as well. Uh, awesome. So you heard it, everybody. Zach is the man. All of us look up to him. He's a hard worker. He really cares. He really loves what he does. That's why I believe he's just, you know, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? Because it's just, it's just what you do, right? So I, I thank you so much, Zach, for being here. 
It's been an amazing time. So everybody, like I say all the time, right? If Zach made you think, if he made you laugh, if you learned something from Zach or my famous, if you made you go, hmm, right? Go to iTunes and leave a five-star review so more people can find the podcast and listen to Zach. And until then, everybody, until next time, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world, and we'll talk to you soon. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the Fearless Happiness Lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnaist.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G, and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.